Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 27th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Georgia Tech President Angel Cabrera did not take questions from the media today, but he did deliver some prepared remarks on the AD and head football coach changes on the flats, ultimately the results were not there and a new approach was needed. We want to be among the best in athletics, just like in everything we do. That's why we made these changes. Cabrera also says he's prepared to commit whatever resources they need to turn this program around, doing anything that needs to happen to return our football program to the place where it belongs, among the best in our conference, among the best programs in our country. Not surprisingly, a new AD will be hired first, who will then embark on the football leadership process. In assessing what comes next for College Football Incorporated, the Athletics' Nicole Auerbach and Stuart Mandel note that AAC Commissioner Michael Oresco and many of his peers use the term stratification to point out that the power dynamics which already exist are only becoming more stark. Former Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, competitive equity is, really, a mirage that we have been chasing for a long, long time, and I don't think it's attainable. Even within conferences the concept of legislating equity is a flawed entry assumption, and I think we need to get away from that. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren subsequently contends the Transformation Committee and all college football stakeholders need to make some structural decisions. Is there a governing board? Is there a football czar? What are our goals? The more we can get to the point where we have a centralized governance structure where it's clear who's in charge. I think the better we'll be able to serve our various constituents. Meanwhile, Bowlesby goes on to say, we've stated what our principles are and then we haven't lived up to those principles. If we're going to have any sort of defensible position, we're going to have to think deeply about what our principles are and then make darn sure that we act in ways, individually and collectively, that are consistent with those principles. The IARP found that Memphis failed to monitor the education and activities of an athletics booster, provided impermissible extra benefits and conducted impermissible recruiting activities with prospective student-athletes, in its investigation into the Tigers men's basketball program. The hearing panel also found the university failed to cooperate with the investigative process by delaying the production of requested documents. However, the panel concluded that the benefits provided by head coach Penny Hardaway to three prospective student-athletes were generally available to all prospective students of Memphis, not only student-athletes, and were therefore permissible. Prescribed penalties for the four Level 2 violations and five Level 3 violations include three years of probation, through September 26, 2025, a vacation of all wins in which student-athlete number one participated and a public reprimand and censure among others. CBS's Matt Norlander reports, Hugh Fraser, who oversaw the case, claims the heart of the case was more a failure of the leaders of the university and athletic department more than the men's basketball coaching staff. Notice to Kansas, Arizona, Louisville, and LSU. Fraser just said this about Memphis' case, our intention was to impact those with greater culpability. The panel was intentional in not prescribing penalties that would have an impact on current student-athletes. Norlander also asked Fraser whether this principle would be applied to every case going forward, and Fraser replied, it might be that it would have no application or every case going forward. Additionally, NCAA VP of Hearing Operations Derek Crawford indicated the IARP's remaining cases are on track to be completed by the late spring or early summer of 2023. Norlander expects resolutions to come in the following order, Louisville, Kansas, Arizona, LSU. 
Several football games for this weekend have been impacted due to Hurricane Ian's impending landfall. South Carolina State South Carolina has been moved from October 1 to September 29. ECU-USF has been relocated from Tampa to Boca Raton and will kick off at 2.30 p.m. at FAU Stadium, and Eastern Washington, Florida has been pushed back to Sunday at noon. More to come. College of Charleston has received a $2.1 million gift from Founders Federal Credit Union to support construction of a baseball performance center at the baseball complex at Patriots Point. In recognition of the gift, which is the largest in CFC's history, the complex will be named the Founders Baseball Performance Center. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 27. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.